Hi, this is Dr. Mark Sell for the podcast Therapy for the Heart. This is episode 83, Own It or Trash It. Own it or trash it. Well, I'm speaking about things that we experience or and feel that are either we're conscious of or or they become unconscious if we try to trash them. And why would we want to trash things? Like sometimes people come into therapy and they have an idea that by being in therapy, they're going to get rid of their anxiety. So they'll be anxiety free. Or if they're depressed, uh, they won't experience depression anymore. So on the surface, that sounds like a good idea, but it really isn't because what makes us whole and uh, whole people is that we experience a lot of different things within ourselves that make us human and make us be able to do different things. For instance, like, so if we didn't know and understand what depression was by experiencing it, we wouldn't have empathy for other people who have depression. The same thing with anxiety. And anxiety can be a protective mechanism. It can give us a signal that there's some danger. Uh, that danger may be uh, a really perceived danger or something that we're frightened of that's not really a danger, like catastrophic anxiety. That kind of anxiety is not helpful because generally what happens is if we're in a, mo in a moment, we're, we're worrying about something that bad is going to happen, and this is not uncommon for people, to think a lot about things that are bad that are going to be happening to them, like, oh my God, I'm going to end up in a bag lady, as a bag lady or a bag man, or I'm not going to lose my job, or I'm going to lose my girlfriend, or something's bad that's going to happen, and there's no reality to it. It's just in the moment that's being experienced as a possibility that's real, and generally it isn't, because in the moment, generally nothing is going to happen. You're not going to become a bad person or a bad lady, or you're not going to lose your children or lose your wife, but you worry about things, and worry is like shuts down your being able to think rationally. And it causes a lot of distress, and it causes some some kind of mechanism in you that that turns away from reality, actually, because the reality is not non-existent in this catastrophe that you're expecting to happen in the moment. Think about the moment, being in the moment. You're really right there. You're not thinking about the past. You're not thinking about the future. But many people do think about the past and think about the future, and that's what causes conflict with them. Neurosis. It's like living in the past or living in the future. So sometimes it's very hard to live in the moment, but because that moment might be extreme, extreme depression or anxiety, worry, joy, happiness, glee, confidence. Everything can exist in the moment, but we don't want to drown anything out because that drowns out the capacity we have to really understand other feelings and other, you know, they're all related. So if we don't really understand depression, we are going to live in la-la land because that's not life. Sometimes you get depressed, sometimes you get anxious, and sometimes these things, the problem was when they interfere with your ability to function in life. Like you're, you can't get out of bed in the morning when you're depressed, and that's tough. If you're so anxious, you can't go to a job interview because you can't you can't tolerate the apprehension about on the way to the visit, so you might just find a way to excuse yourself and get sick because you are so anxious about the interview and you're not going to do well. So our feelings are helpful, and sometimes they get in our way, but if we didn't feel things, 
look what we would miss if you didn't feel depression you wouldn't understand joy and exhilaration if you didn't if you didn't if you were confident all the time uh, you might think that's nice but this life is not going to be make you confident all the time it just it, it carries its punches and it doesn't pull punches when you're living so you have to get used to really bearing a lot of different feelings and that's sometimes what therapy is all about it's helping you to tolerate feelings that you're usually not able to, to tolerate. So therapy over time helps you build your character so that you can sustain feelings and not wipe them out. And one way to wipe them out is drinking, drug use, denial, one of the defenses that we have that, we're, that sometimes protects us, but also it just doesn't let us look at the reality of life around us. So we might be out with a group of friends and um, they might be raucous and maybe leading us into trouble if we hang out with them, for instance, but we might just not want to pay attention to that because we want the excitement, but also doesn't, don't, do not want to look at the reality of these friends. Where, where are they going us? Where, where, where are they taking us down, down the road of life? Is it going to be good for us or not? Or what, what about this relationship? Uh, often we don't want to look at the reality of what we see right in front of us. So this man that we're dating, how does he treat us? Is he a gentleman? Is he cautious? Is he sensitive? Does he open the door for you when you're walking through? Does he wait for you to speak instead of taking all up the room by talking all the time? Is he polite, considerate? Does he treat you like you're special? So why do people find people that are not treating them that way? It happens all the time with women and with men. They find relationships that are become devastating to them after a while. And they don't pay attention to what they see in early on in the, in the relationship. Dismiss it and say, well, so if somebody's making you anxious by, you know, say you're on a date and the person is talking a lot, you become very anxious. And that anxiety is related to also sometimes annoyance that you might have because this person is not going to give you the, t the time of day to say anything. All he's talking about is himself or herself. But you don't want to let yourself know you're annoyed and uh, you can't use your annoyance, your feelings of annoyance, because you're not supposed to feel that. You're not supposed to feel angry. Now, who said that? Who said you're not supposed to feel things? Someone did. And it wasn't very helpful because you use your feelings to tune in what the reality is of this experience that this person is taking all your time that asked you out for a date and talking about himself all, or herself all, all, all the whole night. And you, you can't shut, you can't, well, you can't, you, you, you do shut up because you can't say anything because you're trained not to speak up. So our feelings are very, very important to pay attention to, even though they are horrible. If you shut out the horrible, you have to shut out everything else that may be good. That's the dilemma, in my opinion, all my life and all my training. I have come to the point where I really want to know all my feelings, neither whether they're good or bad, quote unquote. I mean, the feelings aren't bad anyway in and of itself. It's, it's behavior that's bad, not, not the feeling itself. We want, want to think about hitting somebody in the, over the head with a club, but we don't do it. But we feel like doing it because they're the way they're behaving. So the feelings aren't bad, but it's, but it's the behavior that's associated with how we feel. So therapy is of, of, of the heart is all about 
we end usually with looking into yourself. And I am very proud of my ability, and it's taken me a long time to come here, to know what I'm feeling. I'm much freer. I was not free that, that way uh, when I was younger. Mostly I didn't really know what was going on inside me, but now I do have a good idea and I want to help everybody come to the state where they see that there's a purpose of that and being able to say the truth about themselves rather than trying to accommodate who you are so that people will like you. It's not a, we're not here to please people. That shouldn't be our objective. We're here to be kind and be considerate with other people, but not to please everybody because then you, you get lost and not, not being able to say who you are and what you want and what you think as long as you're not hurting anybody else. And that's freedom. Freedom is being able to say yes and no, both to somebody who is important to you and not give in to not saying either one of those things because you're afraid of how they're going to react. It's the fear of people's reactions that drives us underground. As we say in the podcasts, it's a joy to be hidden and disaster not to be found. Some people, for instance, don't know, don't have the capacity to hide. So sometimes therapy needs to help them be able to hide and feel it's all right to hide. Somebody wrote in on a comment on the podcast. They said, I didn't know it was okay to hide. They probably were told that maybe something happened and they lied to their parents. And which is a good thing if you're a kid, you, you lie because you want to be able to say that you, has, you have a separate existence uh, apart, for the, apart from the parent. So they might ridicule you or scold you for it. But it's good to be able to hide. Some people can't hide. They might be out to a dinner for a boyfriend or a girlfriend and somebody will ask them the question and they will just spill their guts and then they will walk away from the date saying, oh my God. I didn't want to tell that person, and most people can't hear everything anyway. You don't want to tell somebody everything about you, but they don't have the capacity to hide and protect themselves. And you want to be able to be discovered because for you, for who you really are, and not who you, who somebody else wants you to be. And that's very important. So many people try to tune into what their expectations of them are by others, and they rule their lives by that rather than being able to have the freedom and the courage to say who they are and what they want. So that is what Therapy for the Heart is all about, is trying to help help you see that it's so important to get, know, to get to know all these disparate parts of yourself. And sometimes the way we get rid of them is by projection, saying someone else is angry that you angry at you rather than you're angry with them or denial or splitting is another defense well, if you go back to episode 23 and you look at all the defenses splitting is one where you you look at someone and you see only the good or, or the bad so either they're all good or all bad but people are not all good or all bad they they're integrated some some bad feelings that they have and some th some things that are very nice and some things are sadistic and as long as the compassionate part of oneself rules out, it doesn't matter if sometimes you feel sadistic as long as you don't act that way. So this is Mark Sell from the podcast Therapy for the Heart, and this is episode 83. And it's nice to be here today, and I look forward to uh, speaking to you next time. And don't forget to download the episodes.
And if you have also subscribed to the episodes of the Channel Therapy for the Heart, and if you have a question, you can write marksell at gmail.com. I want to thank David for helping me with this podcast and also thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time.